What's going on, buddies? Hey, hey. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm all right. I Emily? never know how to answer that question anymore. Well, we just had like an I'm hour of existing. conversation. That's all I can say. Emily's getting there. Yeah. You have, uh, you got some big fish to fry coming up. Yes. Very big. Well, I mean, we just did the real podcast before, <laughs> but then, you know, that doesn't quite make it to air. Mm. The minutia, the business. Got to get out all those problematic things first. I know. I'm Before we're recording. I, I think this is a pretty interesting podcast because I'm frightened of the fan base. <laughs> I am scared. You're scared? I, someday I think I'm going to go outside and they're going to be out there with pitchforks. You get one email and you're, <laughs> running, get, you're running for the hills. Yeah. I, I mean, it's not going to be pitchfork media. It's going to be legit people. If with it pitchfork. was pitchfork media, you would be out I'd be celebrating. Sta- I'd say stab <laughs> me to death, please. <laughs> I'd be so happy. Um, Brand me with a best new podcaster (laughs) label I would love that That'd be my dream Now I'm starting to forget about what I already talked about on other podcasts But Let's well, we'll start there So you were on another podcast I was um, Just last night So it hasn't gone out to the public No um, And it won't be going out to the public You gotta pay to hear this one But uh (laughs) All right, so what, what week are we on right now? We need to do a formal introduction. Seven, week 17. 17. Oh, my God. You guys have stuck with me this long. Yes, this is podcast. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> week 17. I mean, it was so crazy last night to actually have to do a legit plug that I couldn't be, like, facetious about. I had to legit say, I do a podcast called Yes, This Is Podcast at Instagram. Yes, This Is Podcast. Mm-hmm. iTunes, Spotify. But uh, You did it, though. I did it. It came out well. So, um one of my favorite shows is called Stand By Your Band. It's hosted by Tommy McNamara and Tom Takar. They're comedians. They're based in New York, and uh, their show is basically you take a band from your youth or when you were younger or whatever, and you defend them because they've been unfairly maligned for whatever reason. Um, Some bands that they've covered have been Sync, Taylor Swift. Yeah, Fish. Brittany. Umphreys McGee. um, I saw Nickelback and Creed. I don't know. Yep. So (laughs) I, now, I mean, in full disclosure, we've spent $0 advertising this program. A fat zero, a goose egg. But they had a thing on their Patreon where you can pay $100. Actually, they have a thing where you can pay $50 to be a sponsor. Or you can pay $100 to actually be on the, are you okay? You get some odds now? (laughs) All right. Um you can pay $100 to actually be on the show. One so, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. So I did that. And I was on the program last night, and I defended the band at the drive-in. You did and great. it was a ton of fun. Uh, you were you were ecstatic last night. I was ecstatic. I still am. <laughs> I, it went way better than I expected, but I was confident that it would go well. Yeah. So uh, it exceeded my expectations. You never lack hubris. I, I have a lot of hubris. Um <laughs> So we're glad it went well for you. Thank you. I mean, it. it I, I talked about you guys, not in specifics. No, but you didn't. But I, that's okay. <laughs> well, I talked about what our show is about, and they they dug the premise, and uh, it should help. The premise, uh, which we have strayed from a bit, it's but we true. still we come back to I it mean, every now and then. Think about what I just like did. Today. I, def- I defended at the driving. I mean, no one's no one's complaining yeah. about them. <laughs> so um, I, I think that uh, you know anything we can do to kind of like bump up the numbers a little bit um i'm stoked where we're at i love our fans i'm extremely afraid of them and uh 
I think that when we do eventually do something bad, uh, they eventually. will be the, eventually. We. <laughs> There are two they're, problems with what you just said. I mean, they're the first ones to listen, and I think they'll be the first ones to cancel us. You'll 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 deserve it. That's true. Um, Please don't clump us in with you. Clump. <laughs> what is this? The Nutty Professor too? <laughs> but I, it was fun. We had a great time. It's going to be a great plug for the uh, show. Uh, what are you laughing at? <laughs> What's up? Just go. Okay. Um. I can't recover from that, that <laughs> belly laugh, but yes. what are you laughing at? I just can't recover from clump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I watched that Jawbreaker documentary. I really thought you were going to say Nutty Professor, too. <laughs> I, well, it's close enough. Uh, <laughs> and the Blake from Jawbreaker was a librarian. Really? Yeah. So huh. you'll, you'll like that. I need to watch this. You'll like at least one second from it where he says that. No, I like Jawbreaker. <laughs> It, it's really great. I think we'll probably watch that in the upcoming weeks. Uh, okay. It's called uh, Don't Break Down, The Jawbreaker Story. Um, so when know, people say that they can't follow us, this is what this is what they mean. <laughs> yeah. You just hopped right into us. That's non- my fault, about Jawbreaker. That is completely true. So we are, we got to say what we're listening to this week before we, we got to get some structure. Yeah. Dog <laughs> week leg. 17, finally. <laughs> I mean, if football season would be over by now, we'd be the knocked final. out of the playoffs. Do we have to talk about football? No, we don't. So, uh, Dogleg Melee. That's what we talked about. It's on Triple Crown Records. Mm-hmm. The band is Dogleg. What did I just say? You said both. I'm just... Okay. You could have He's clarifying. It. The band is Dogleg. The record is Melee. It came out in 2020. Almost a year ago. That's crazy. March 2020. Uh, killer review on Pitchfork. Yeah. 8.6. Now, that's insane. For what... My, I think we all can, without getting too deep into it, we all lo- enjoy the record. Mm-hmm. 8.6, come on. I mean, what year is this? I know. Yeah, it sounded very of a time and not of 2020, but I really appreciate that they're bringing it back, that sound. And people seem to love them. Like, all the reviews are very positive. Yeah. They did breach. It's hard to know what's confirmation bias in other reviews as things go along. I think that, yeah, there's something to be said for, like, the confirmation bias, because if a band like that, that plays a pretty aggressive, I'd call it punk rock, you know. I think I, post-hardcore was in the yeah. Pitchfork yeah, review. Yeah, I mean, they've breached that uh, weird segment of, you know, Twitter, where, like, kind of almost mainstream people are, like, tweeting about them, which is weird. I, I don't know if that exists without sort of being... I don't know, without the Pitchfork review? I don't know. But don't uh know. came in at 34 on Pitchfork's top 50 last year. Like, For a debut it, album from a bunch of 20-year-old Detroit kids. Is it that? Is the record that consequential to be up that high? I don't know. I thought it was pretty disposable. I, I think that they are, they sound like nothing else that we're hearing in 2020. They mm-hmm. sound like things we've heard in 2002. So that was a question yeah. I had was... Are the youths getting into this? Like, that's oh, what we like. Yeah. When we were maybe 20. it's all circling back. We've been we're that old now. Yeah, I, I mean, David Roth. No, it was uh, Drew. You're right. He he. Let's he, give some context for the listeners. Give me some context. Scott. So the the first time I he heard was very of this, ready to give me context. First so. time I heard of this band was two or three weeks ago on Drew McGarry's uh, football fun bag column on Defector.com. And there's a song that he does every week, usually sent in by a listener. And a few weeks ago, he had something by Pacu Pacu Pacu, 
who is another pew 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 is it pronounced yeah. pew what what's the k there for pew it's like jeopardy the silent k um so that was kind of a punk rock band and then that week they uh sent in dogleg with the first song off this album called kawasaki backflip correct yeah and drew really loved it and that kind of so scott the rabbit hole. immediately said i'm gonna check this out it it breached his insular circle of where you can like i could tell him about it no i don't care <laughs> drew he cares so had you heard dog like before i have i've heard of them probably about two years ago um the previous dp yeah it, it just was one of those things that like I, I think i saw people tweeting about it and i don't think i think one of the tracks had best new track on pitchfork yeah, I was it Fox. Yeah, it might have been. Was that an EP there? Was that it's on the album now? There's no way is to, that on the Alderon. There's no way to tell. We can't prove this. It may or may not have <laughs> happened, but that's where I heard of them. And I mean, it's it's punk rock I, it, at the very least. And I told Emily, I said the other night, they sound like the Promise Ring, a less aggressive. Definitely. Well, Promise more Ring aggressive, is more Promise aggressive. Ring. Promise Ring is less aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to listen to the music, or we just, what are we doing well, tonight? We, well, we got to, well, why don't we... So that's want, what we'll be getting to, do, do you want we, to just, we got to talk about something first before we okay. get into the meat of the episode. Okay. Um, so at the end of last week's episode, uh, Scott told a story about his ex-girlfriend, who was at a <laughs> weightlifting... She was just weightlifting in her, her gym. Okay, so she was weightlifting in her gym. And she had a, a shirt on that said "Big Clit Energy," and uh, we thought that was—I guess—jarring would be the word. I let's not use "we." <laughs> okay, so some of us were completely comfortable <laughs> with it; others were just like just taken aback. So, I will say I've I've been saying for a while that we need a counterpoint to big dick energy and i but said i said to scott in the fall or when in last summer when wap came out mm -hmm. i said can we use big wap energy as a replacement and we kind of went back and forth about it and landed on no because it's not really the same thing sometimes i'm glad i'm not on these emails. <laughs> <laughs> okay let me say this that i don't use the phrase big dick energy ever <laughs> do you scott no I don't. But it's very much out there and people do use it after you're at your when you're at your house and you unload the dishwasher <laughs> and you, you turn to your wife go. and say dishwasher that's some big dick energy right there i just unloaded like no i i had shared the story because i just found it's an abrasive thing to throw on social media especially facebook i think it's an abrasive thing to do in public if someone had a shirt that said big dick energy yeah, at I the would grocery store i'd be mortified so that's where there I'm are a lot of shirts from. out there. The uh, that is, you know what? Peep, that is true. There are a lot of shirts out there. <laughs> I was thinking about that. That there might not be a lot. The nature of the email we received was more, I think, your over aggressive negative response to the shirt. So Emily, where you tell started us. describing things that look like thumbs and whatnot. Okay. <laughs> yes, I will apologize, Emily. Give us the mm -hmm. background on. Why we're addressing this? Our biggest controversy to date. We got an email, our first email from listeners. Don't I mean? Come on, we <laughs> no, we've had hundreds, yeah. hundreds, thousands. They're usually just glowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one stuck out like a sore thumb. And a group of oh, listeners God. had a little bit of a problem with the way we reacted to big clit energy and the fact that we said um, 
and I'm using we generously here, that muscly women, it's too much testosterone. Like, we don't need to see that, basically, is was the impression. Did we that say was, that? You. We did. <laughs> we, we did. But did you, I mean, why, now I'm getting thrown under the bus here. I, I didn't. Yes. Okay. That was what the email was about. I guess so. I just, I, 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 I buy the recorder, I pay for the mics, <laughs> and then this is how, we, I'm just kidding. Uh, do you want to read the email? Do you no. want me to? I don't think we need to do that. It's up to you. Yeah, read the email. Okay. Uh, It starts out by saying, a few thoughts from your big clit energy audience. We loved the Weezer episode last week, but something that was said at the end really ground our gears. Mm -hmm. There was some disgust over the expression, quote, big clit energy, unquote. I think this is mostly rooted in society's general mindset towards female genitalia. Because dudes rock, am I right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We talk about dicks a lot, but we don't talk about clits. There are certainly some people who think penises are gross, big or small, but I know some of them still say BDE and mean it in a positive way. So why are we disgusted to hear big clit energy? There's a lot to unpack here, but probably not today. It's Friday after all. This email came through this morning. And this seems like a Monday thought exercise. Hoping for a future where we can embrace BDE and BCE with open arms no matter the kind of genitalia we have. I think it's funny that, like, we'll talk about this Monday. <laughs> like, <laughs> Mondays are for the clits, okay? Uh, yeah, I, I guess I kind of, it was pretty misogynistic of me to kind of disregard, I, I guess the abrasiveness of the actual, the sediment to me, I can't, I can't get myself sentiment. out of this. The sentiment, not the sentiment. I, I'm just the sentiment, like, very. I feel sandy. bad about it. Like, I don't want to alienate our listenership, which is pretty. Yeah, small. I don't think. That, I mean, they're not trying to make you feel bad. They're just trying to say, like, hey, let's include everybody here in this conversation. I guess I don't even really understand people. The same people that would say, "Who's saying big dick energy right now in 2021?" It seems very 2019. It's a a funny thing. It's not like people are not really saying it as like a braggadocio thing to say. A large phallus. Like I just sent Scott, (laughs) poor Scott. (laughs) You're going to learn a lot about me and Scott's relationship on this podcast. I just sent him um, the Lord of the Rings characters with the most (laughs) big dick energy. Lord of the cock rings. (laughs) (laughs) And it was rating everybody and how much of big dick energy they Mm -hmm. have. So it's like, it is like a, just a tongue-in-cheek fun thing to talk about. No one's really taking it seriously. It's a thick tongue. But it's the fact that if you bring up something like big yeah. clit energy and then you go, ugh, in ugh. response. I, I know. Yeah. That's where the problem lies. Well, I'm sorry, guys. I feel bad. I That's not... I'm trying to navigate we're this. We're all growing we're, here. We're we all, live, we're, we learn. Yeah. We live, we love, we learn. I have that on my wall. Um <laughs> I just, I, I guess big clit energy is a thing. I don't know. I don't know either. Well, you dated her, so <laughs> <laughs> tell us, is it a thing? What? Well, it's not appropriate. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I will say, though, we're just, we're open to feedback. We're open to criticism. We're open to being educated. So keep the emails coming. Yeah. If you hear something that. Any feedback. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, that's tough. I love when you take things personally. <laughs> I did. I did. Some things you should take personally. But well, I just, I, I want. The way that it overwhelms you. It, it is an overwhelming sensation. Because you know what? To be honest, like, it's hard to admit that I'm wrong and I'm still 
my brain is still firing away to be like, I could be right about this. <laughs> and that's my, my issue. Right. So, uh, that's, we all have those things. How can I get to. out of this one? <laughs> you can't, you but, can't, but you don't really have to. You just have to improve upon yourself. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, As I we all do. We're not, we're not all perfect. I'm, yeah. We all have things. It's funny because this reminds me of like how my parents are when like they might admit that they're wrong but they're still like actively trying to like well i could pa-. they're admitting they're wrong but like they're still it's trying hum- to- it's a human nature thing. yeah it's human nature yeah. but it also i mean it comes from us you know having a certain amount of privilege in our life and then getting feeling like attacked when someone questions that privilege yeah. and so it's just- our first major controversy i I, <laughs> I think it's a good one we'll be all right uh, I just want to say thank you to these listeners because usually it's me out on this island having to, mm-hmm. like, like I and said before, PC police all over you for stuff. And so. that is not an island in the sun. It is not. No, that is not a good <laughs> island. Um, well, guys, thanks for or gals, thanks for emailing. And uh, I mean, uh, every week, any criticisms, we'll address it. We'll try to learn. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm scared to talk about the Britney doc. You know, uh, say what you're, what's on your mind. I just and think we'll... the paparazzi were right, and I don't know how I'm going to be able to express it. No. Uh, did, so you guys both watched the Britney doc, right? I did, yes. Yeah, I watched it first, so it's, I'm a little rusty on it. A little Scott rusty. watches a lot of things, so. He, you do watch a... a lot of stuff. It's impressive. Less than it you, but more, no, really? more targeted. Less than Pat? This guy's watching I don't Top watch... Chef reruns. I do watch a lot of Top oh. Chef reruns. Well, yeah. But those I, are I don't re- really watch that re-watches. much stuff, to be honest. But you did watch the Britney doc. I did. I watched it with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess I enjoyed it. I, I don't. What, what do you say about it? Like it was a good. Do- it was a good documentary. It was a very good documentary. Um, this is on Hulu. It was on Hulu by the New York Times for mm-hmm. some reason. I guess, I guess they have a series. Yeah, the this next is one is about the, six in the series. I think the next thing they're doing is about the economy. Give me Britney. <laughs> I, I yeah, give me Britney. So it's, we're all of the same age, roughly, mm-hmm. and Britney Spears is two years older than us, so around the same age. Um, were you guys Britney Spears fans? No. In 1999, when she came on the scene, only in the way that other horny 16-year-olds were on <laughs> TRL. Uh, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> so you jacked to her? Is that what you're trying to say? That's <laughs> not what I'm trying okay. to say. That's what but I am saying. Did you? Um, <laughs> did you watch TRL? course i did so yeah. i was, was on there s- all the time i was gonna say that i guess i it's so weird because you look back 20 years ago and it's like what did i enjoy well i liked corn and rage against the machine i don't know did i really like them i mean i don't listen to that much rage against the machine now but corn you have on all the time corn i do have, i'm a regular freak on a leash <laughs> <laughs> but I think that I did watch TRL a lot. Yeah. I didn't watch it in the summertime. I definitely watched it more. I didn't have cable uh, at home. I had God. I'm going to be crucified for this. I had cable at my summer house, <laughs> and uh, that's where I don't want to uh, get. That's an email. Not where I thought that was going, <laughs> well, but it's gonna... so much better. <laughs> you've been there. And you've been there too. Yes. Um, Beautiful Marshfield, Mass. Mm-hmm, we love it. So I would watch. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch uh, TRL. It was on at three or four. Three, I think. But maybe with a repeat at I'm not sure. later in the night, like seven. Maybe. Well, I would get home from the, Did you the ever beach. Vote? 
No, I never it did. Cost like a dollar, didn't it? Those I missed those times. Collect calls, yeah. voting via Emily. Any votes? No, but I would. I was. I'm never really a TRL fan, like in the later years. But friends of mine were, including one friend who would record it every day. Really, on a VCR tape. Wow. Because she played sports, so she couldn't always get home to watch it after. And she was very into dancing, so she would record it and then watch the videos over and over again to learn the choreography, including a lot of Britney. So That's interesting. That's um, where my Britney knowledge comes from, is from my friends. I was never really a fan, never not a fan, but you couldn't avoid her then. She was ubiquitous everywhere. She just We say the word ubiquitous a lot on this podcast, which I really like. It's a good word. It's a great word. Yeah. Um, I baby one more time, which was her first single. Mm-hmm. I remember being like knowing that this was catchy and the video was very good. Um, for a certain population of fifteen and sixteen year olds, I, I'll yes. be honest. I'm sure I don't, the thirty and forty year olds also <laughs> yeah, appreciated the school aspect. I don't remember being like titillated. I don't remember like I don't on, believe you. I'm just I don't right. remember. I don't remember being. Like, I remember watching it. I don't remember, like, remember being, like, specific, like titillated by it. Like, the change I, I think in I was your too... voice just just now was not. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I was too young. That's be a, your, vo- your voice is betraying your true feelings here. <laughs> I'm titillated by it now. Uh, I, I will say that Toxic, that's a banger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. That's, a, uh, that's a good song. Do you want to, should we play a little? Yeah, let's bit? play yeah. Toxic. This is our new segment called Letting the Music Breathe that we're working on. <laughs> we're going to pick up songs we hadn't planned on. Baby, can't you see I'm calling A like you should wear a Great song. What year did this? 2004? Uh, No, this was off the second record. I think. You guys have the computers. And only one hand to type them. That's more of a male skill. Oh my god. (laughs) We're going to be, we're fucked for next week. (laughs) I'm glad Scott. 2003. I'm wrong. Emily's close. Okay, well. This song is timeless. I don't know if Baby One More Time is timeless, but... No, this song is definitely more fun. much better. Yeah. It really feels like a JT song. But with with Britney, though, like, you know, she had all these, this big success at a young age, and she was everywhere, like we just said, and then she sort of went off the rails, and now, Pat, you and I had talked about how we both didn't really, like, pay attention to what was going on, like, obviously we saw the head shave in 2007, Mm -hmm. and how it became like a huge butt of a joke for everybody. You know, like everyone would say, yeah, my year has been bad, but it's not Britney 2007 bad. That was like a long time yeah. joke. Um, but seeing the documentary, it showed me why she got to that point and what happened. And it was awful, 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 awful. I read a quick little Vulture review on it, and they made the point that the documentary is shown linearly, which really doesn't happen with a lot of documentaries now. Like, if you look at Tiger King... It's very King, straightforward. You're hopping around, you're doing... Yeah. Getting all the drama. And this really... This went straight through. And so, she gets big. She marries Federline. She has two kids within 12 months. Yeah. 
and then she gets a divorce and then all of a sudden and she was so young yeah and she has media all over the place everywhere oh my god the anxiety i felt seeing that paparazzi there was was real there was that matt lauer interview when she was pregnant the second time that was a little rough and he's like when do you think it'll stop and she just like starts crying because she knows it's not going to well and that's brutal yeah i mean for me watching it what the media and what i guess society the internet has done is that men let's men, just say it <laughs> okay men is that I mean, women had their roles too and they were awful <clears throat> as well but you look at her as a kid she was smart she was charismatic she was intelligent she could make her own decisions yeah she Very was career career driven and, yeah she didn't it looked like she was able to she knew what she wanted. I mean, there were parts where she was swearing on stage and re- dress rehearsals and stuff she like that. She was in control of that whole production. Yeah. Uh, that is not the Britney Spears that I ever knew existed. Same, because uh, I never cared back then. So I never saw any of that. I didn't care either. He just went tabloids and yeah. she was, you just went with that the whole time. Um, it, I felt bad for her, but I, I ne- I'm pretty far removed from Britney Spears nowadays. Um, it was just yeah. Well, the doc was supposed to bring you up to speed on that and why that is. Why yeah. you don't hear anything about her? I don't know. I found it to be just really like fascinating because, like, her dad wasn't even in the picture at at for most of her career in the very beginning. I, yeah, I they, swooped in. They kind of glossed over how he was able to get that conservatorship. Like, I don't. How did it? How come the mother wasn't able to do it? I don't know where the mother was at that point. Why wasn't she involved at all? She did kind of disappear. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why. I don't know. They never touched upon that. So she came back later saying she wants some part in her daughter's life. Mm-hmm. She wants to see this medical record that no one else could see. But her dad just had that medical record and used all the proof of her quote-unquote craziness to say she was incapable of managing her own life and even went so far as that she couldn't get her own lawyer for the mm. trial she had a lawyer she yeah, had yeah. all this say in in the case and the court said no we're gonna give you a court appointed lawyer did you think that she did need the conservatorship at one point it was like did you feel like it was an indictment of the ability to do that to anybody i, I don't know when you, well, we, we don't know. We can't say that. But we the know. point of the conservatorship, as they said, is more for old Elderly people that, that are, are going to yeah. die. Scammed out of their money. Yeah. Or, you know, and can't be trusted. So to apply that to a 25-year-old rich singer mm-hmm. who is going through a ton of shit seems extremely unfair. Right. And just like a huge abuse of power of the dad who's trying to take over her empire. Including postpartum depression, which... Is, exists. And, I don't know if it was as, like talked about as much i forget when brooke shields really started talking about that um and it becoming more of a mainstream thing but the doc didn't really lean one way or the other on it it just kind of no they just said that the mother lynn had said Brittany is suffering from postpartum mm. depression and if that was the case then yeah maybe she did need someone to step in and help a little bit but clearly she got over whatever mental hurdles she was facing at the time and then that was the point where they were saying and the conservatorship is such a stranglehold it's so strict i mean i said it and you didn't really say anything but it's for old people that are going to like die britney spears is you can't get out of it of your own volition right so for why are you putting a 
mid-20s person. Yeah, is. she could never get out of it. I mean, it's almost like a... It shouldn't have been granted in the beginning. Right. Right. Agreed. This is the first I'm hearing of it. I had no idea about the whole free Britney movement. I knew <laughs> like, a little bit no about, idea it. about it. I'd any heard of it, that. but I had no idea what it actually was. I know she had a Instagram post a couple of like, maybe it was like six months ago where it was like, hey, um, uh, she lit a candle and burned down her entire gym. And it, I was like, oh, that's funny. But in reality, <laughs> it's not that funny at all. When was this? I was like six or eight months ago. You can Google mm. Britney Spears burns down gym Yankee candle. <laughs> um, was it a Yankee candle? Let's not get sued I was, here. I don't know. <laughs> oh, now we're already <laughs> getting sued. Um, what were your thoughts on Kevin Federline when you first heard of him however many years ago? I think I heard about it when they got married. And, you know, I was probably not the kindest young person toward Britney or Kevin and I just said who cares I'm like this guy seems like a dummy who cares yeah Scott yeah pretty much the same it seemed like he was uh I mean it was a dancer her dancer mm-hmm. dating her so it always seemed a little scummy weird. and weird yeah. some way they didn't lean one way or the other no they I, left I, him pretty much out of it I he heard just, he's it was pretty, a, a pretty good marriage. dad I, I I heard he's a good guy but it's a documentary by the New York Times. I, I think it makes sense for them to not lean one way or the other. I think that they said they they tried to contact him for comment. And he, I think he was on that list of people that refused to uh, participate. Probably. Yeah. Um, What's he going to gain from that? Yeah. Jessica Beale, how does she come off? Well, let's talk about Justin. Why do we have to go with his wife? See, I think... <laughs> I don't know. I just said it. <laughs> don't email me, please. <laughs> I think that... So Justin Timberlake, like they played that clip of him on that radio show. Mm-hmm. That was fucking brutal. Super gross. Super Very awful. Pat- Patrick McDonough energy. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, but Jesus Christ. BPE? B- no, PME. Why are you participating in this? I bought that microphone. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, no, that was really, really gross though. Yeah. Are you and, implying that like I've talked like that to you? <laughs> you know I never have. Should we Okay, <laughs> move on. Let's I can um, Let's just say there's a certain some, some like third hand stories <laughs> from Donnelly. Let, at let's not the let's bars. Not. Okay. We can get there. There's a certain group of men in this world who are Howard Stern type guys. Which I think is a lot of people. Now, Pat, is he still a hero of yours? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean... And I think anyone who enjoys Howard Stern would enjoy that Justin it, comment. Was that on Howard Stern? No. No, okay. it was one of the... It was a morning zoo type show. But uh, I do guys, like a morning <laughs> zoo. <laughs> but those guys, I mean, the radio hosts were just as scummy. They were goading him into it. Yeah. And what was JT? 23 there? Yeah. That is yeah. like... He just leaned into it. And whatever character or personality he's trying to project nowadays... That is so fucking beneath him. It's disgusting. Well, what do you think about his apology? I I, I don't think anyone cares. It's too little, too late. Um, and it's he he was apologizing, but he's also blaming the misogyny and society for catering to white men and how he was a, a part of that and um, like got famous because of that. Yeah, but it sort of felt like. Yes, I'm sorry, but also it's because of this. I, it's not how you want to apologize no. if you're actually serious. No. Uh, I wonder what Brittany thinks of that apology. I, I hope she 
I'm sure she's just rolling her eyes. Like, I'm sure she doesn't even care about any of this. Would be my guess. I don't know. Yeah. She put out an album, I think, a couple years ago. I have no idea. I don't know. I feel really bad because it's like such an indictment on like how we consume news and media and how disposable like and how awful every- the media is to women. Yeah. Barbara, I mean, not Barbara Walters, um, Diane Sawyer. Mm-hmm. That was really bad. Horrible. Did she apologize? I don't know. And then the other guy just, I don't know who he was talking about her breasts to her. Jules Holland. Just saying, we got to talk about those things yeah that was bad your breasts yeah so you know, it's horrible. just so gross people asking her if she's a virgin yeah you know people talk about like cancel culture and how we're like too liberal nowadays but if britney was coming up now she people would this wouldn't be happening no it would be attempt like people would try to do it but it would be cut off at the pass at every every time it will be interesting 20 years from now to see what we criticize of the way we talk about people now yeah that's a good point i don't don't really know because back then we probably didn't think anything of diane sawyer saying this wife of a governor wants to shoot you because of the way you're it's diane sawyer she's an important news person in reality it's just gossip Uh, it's not it's yeah masquerading his news yeah asking her what she actually did to justin to make him so heartbroken (laughs) you know say what you want about britney spears her people should have talked her out of a lot of those interviews it could have saved I, i know she wanted to get her story out there but you know didn't do yeah it she definitely didn't have a good PR firm. I think they. I think somebody in her camp was like all and press. All, is all good this press. probably yeah. leads to her dad pushing for the conservatorship. Yeah, I mean, her dad was just. I think they tried to be neutral. They tried to let no, his they didn't actions. Need to be. Yeah, I'm just like I don't know. I mean, she obviously suffers from mental illness of some type. Or she did. She, I don't know if she still does. But yeah, she, that's a question. She went through a a, a period. Yeah. Uh, I just felt, uh, I felt gross watching the documentary. You were supposed I to. I felt so much anxiety. Yeah. The, uh, there was one line from that Vulture review I read, and it was, she gets older, but the media depiction of her somehow goes backward. She's a teen, too grown up, an adult, too childlike. Yep, that's true. And I mean, she's just caught in the middle of it. Yeah, I, I it's, it's too, it's too late. It's too bad because, uh. She's obviously talented. I, I heard something, I forget where, but they were like, she's not that good of a singer. Ed McMahon. <laughs> Ed McMahon. She was great on Ed McMahon. However, his questioning, again, was horrible. It was just brutal. And, you know, if if her if her camp wasn't as, you know, concerned with moving her fame or her popularity forward, they would have, you know, you do that nowadays, you're fucking done. Big Ed McMahon does that nowadays. He's canceled. I have to imagine Ed McMahon has a million stories that haven't been told. Uh, I'm waiting for them to come out. He's been dead for a while. But uh, Publishers Clearinghouse, you know, there's got to be some skeletons. Big checks. Big checks. Big check energy. That's what I'm going for. Something pleasant. Um, Now, there was... Do you have any other like comments on the documentary? No, I'm I'm glad I watched it because it did give me another perspective of Britney that I had never had mm-hmm. and never would have had. It it felt like a precursor to the Taylor yeah. Americana documentary. Yeah. 
luckily she has people that are pushing her best interests forward. Right, but the way the media That's approaches true. her mm-hmm. and asks her questions and treats her as a female um, who has a female body, and just that means that the media can ask anything they want, I guess. It's just yeah. the way they treat females. Now, the Vegas residency that uh, Brittany has, did it make you miss our Vegas trip when me and you went? I always miss our Vegas trip. Our Vegas trip. You've been twice, but I've only been once. What, you're rolling your... I'm not rolling my eyes. You're rolling your head. <laughs> uh, we didn't see the Brittany residency. I have absolutely residency. no desire to go to Vegas. But. No, it was pretty... It was fine, but... Uh, it's not a good place for me, personally. <laughs> no, not me either. I wonder why. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> a couple of vices could be regular explored there. Scott's, Scott's a regular vice magazine when he goes there. <laughs> no, it was a... It, it, it kind of made me wish that I had seen her, but she was not doing that under her own volition. She you, was doing, you ran out of money the first night, though. I did. <laughs> no, I, I had to borrow money from Scott on the first night. <laughs> Spearmint Rhino, I'll get you guys. Um, Tough stuff. It was funny when it was funny. It was entertaining when she was at that premiere of her second Vegas residency and she just walked right off. Yeah, she was supposed to announce something big and yeah. and something happened where she didn't. And she I just think walked away. Somehow. She was just trying to assert some control. Yeah. It worked. She ended yeah. up doing it. Where was Jamie Lynn during all this? Was she trying to become a pop star? She was, I can't remember her. She was in the zeitgeist for a while. I don't know how to take her name. Jamie Lynn. Father named Jamie. Mother's name Lynn. I didn't so even put that together. child number three comes along and they just get lazy. I don't, I don't know what the, the idea is there, but. Maybe she picked her own name and just looked at her parents. <laughs> her other, she was going to name herself Mom Dad. She was, she was pointing <laughs> at the birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So was she a pop star? I forget. She was definitely like popular. I, I don't really. I don't know. That's not me. It just seems like the sister of any or brother of any pop star at the time could have her, you're gonna her get own a, contract. Yeah, you're going to get a shot. Yeah. Sam Lufty. What do you think of him? Who's that? That was the guru. That she... Oh, he was definitely a piece of shit. I remember him. Do you remember him at the time? I think I do vaguely. He was the the dude that was like driving her around. He's still suing the... There's lawsuits like still currently happening that involve him. I thought that was crazy. Probably. He was a nobody and then he stumbled into He this. was a guru. He was a guru. Have you ever been a guru? No. Okay. I have. I was life. a guru for six months. It's not easy. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And say a guru of what? <laughs> Just a, he he was like uh uh what's the other word for it? Oh, I can't remember. Shaman? Like uh like a life coach? Yeah, exactly. It, it's that's not the word I'm thinking of. Uh a Svengali. Svengali. <laughs> that's the word you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, he was a Svengali and I think he just saw the dollar signs, but he stunk. Yeah, he did. Stunk on ice. He did I don't remember which one he was. He had the Dodgers hat. He was the one that like talked her into everything and just like took over all the finances. He did that oh. radio yeah. interview where he was on the line promoting one of the albums, so they were both on the line. Okay. Yeah, and he was talking over everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What did you think of the documentary overall, Pat? Like it was interesting and I I'm glad that I watched it, but I, I didn't think it was I thought it was really sad and I think that uh I, I hope she finds peace and I hope she gets out of the conservatorship. It, I thought they were making headway on that like two weeks ago, but it didn't seem like it went through. There was some news that dropped on February 11th. I forget what it is, but 
I didn't see. Sounds it, like it's in her favor. Free Britney. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I see her Instagram and I, I like, is she well? Is she unwell? That's not for me to decide. I don't know. What What did you think? I liked it. Yeah, it's like it. It made me anxious. It made me sad. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that you'll start to see more of these types of things come out where they're kind of revisiting how the media was 20 years ago. Like, yeah, it's a weird time because it was like, it wasn't pre internet, but it was like pre backlash. I don't know how you describe like 2000. That's not a bad term for it. Yeah. It was like, cause the internet was where everything was, but everyone couldn't respond. Yet. Yeah. And right. you couldn't, nobody was ever called out. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted and you were never called out. Now, nowadays you're called out for everything. And is that good or bad? I, it's mostly good. It's better. It's better. It's not good, but it's better. It's mostly good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He's I mean, talking from self-preservation. <laughs> I am. Let's look at that BCE backlash <laughs> going on. Uh, I, I just, I think it's, let me ask you this. Why the fascination with Britney Spears 20 years later? Great question. I don't know. Right now, it's because of the the movement, and she's in court now. Like mm-hmm. she said, news just dropped two weeks ago, so it's a current events thing for her. And if she does get free, like she said, she's going to stop making new music, right? While she's stuck in this awful limbo. So if she does get out of it, then fans expect more music, and she can go back to doing what she did twenty years ago. I don't know if her musical stylings are very relevant in this current day. I had no idea how big of a fan base she had. Well, that's the, like that's with like the Taylor what I'm Swift asking. documentary. We we know that the Swifties are out there and they're real. They, they, they exist. Fuck, I saw a few outside today. I'm very scared. <laughs> but I didn't realize how important Britney Spears was to a lot of people. I think that she really uh, was able to kind of capture, or is I shouldn't say was. She was able to like it was such a defining era of TRL. Calling in to request, not being able to go online. It's such a weird, like... Yeah. It was such like the... Really, like, uh, I hate Malcolm Gladwell, but, like, it was an interesting tipping point at that time. I <laughs> um, well, didn't have to cite him there. I know. We need to maybe get into that at a later date. Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah. He stinks. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> he does suck. Do you know this, Emily? I, yeah, I know some of it. All right. We can happily dive in. No, not now. Not, no, we now's have not to. the time. But he, he sucks a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's he, he's nothing special. He's the Bill Simmons of the whatever he does. It's, it's not great. Just kind of pseudo stats and pseudoscience. But uh, yeah, I mean, anybody, um, our little fan base, our, our fan base, uh, you got thoughts on Britney, I want to hear them because I'm still trying to unpack this. Yeah. It's very fascinating. I love her. I think she's... Wow, that came on strong. I, I do. I love her. <laughs> I just, history is being kind to her right now. I, I think she's... For once. As, as they should be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't talk about Christina Aguilera like we talk about Britney Spears. We don't talk about Corn. I don't know if I would even be talking about Britney Spears, though, as I would be talking about Christina Aguilera or Corn. Like, I wouldn't be. I Christina Aguilera is a much better singer. But Britney Spears captured the public attention. Christine is pretty was pretty big. She's still around, right? She was on one of those voice shows. Now wasn't she? you want to talk about titillating that dirty video? Yeah, <laughs> that did it for me. <laughs> that was uh, that was a freshman year. We college. used to we would call that video 
we, I, I call that a clean the walls video. Oof. <laughs> Scott, I did that for Scott. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know, Britney Spears, I think because she had such a friendly face, that might be it. She had a very friendly face. It was definitely the friendly face. <laughs> Her performing in the malls in the documentary and just mm-hmm. being like, here's my new song. It's called Baby One More Time. That was weird. That not, was a thing that happened, though. Yeah. Not so much in our area, I was but say, more not in here. the it, South. It did happen in our area. It did. I saw... Um, really? You went to the mall to see people? No, no, no. I was at a like a car show or something with my friend Jenna and her father, and LFO was performing before... The light, funky ones? Before they were That's like... That's what that stands for? Yeah. I, I never I, knew I that. never knew that either. They're all dead, too. Sorry, what? Emily. Well, the main dude, Rich, is dead. <laughs> R.I.P. So he's dead, so they're all dead? Is that the way your brain works? <laughs> I, I mean... So you saw LFO right now, at a Mika model. Yeah, but Honestly, it was like... if they were going to... It's light funky one right now, because I think the other two died. <laughs> it was before their uh, Summer Girls. Was that the song? You tell me, Pat. I don't know yeah, She's which. right. All right. <laughs> Summertime Girls, something like that. Before that like hit us on the radio, so there was this band performing, and we were like who are these guys? But there was like a small group of girls who had posters and shirts and they were cheering. What a time to be alive. And we were very confused. And then like seven months later, we heard the song on the radio. We were like, oh, that those are the guys that we saw. I mean, saw from afar. We didn't really watch. Well, Sarah, my girlfriend, she saw, I don't know who this guy is, Ashley Parker Angel. Don't know who that is either. He was, uh, he might have been in O-Town. Okay. And, he, and she saw him at the Hanover Mall. Yeah, so it was a thing that happened. Huh, interesting. This song, God. Wasn't, I wasn't cool enough to go to malls. <laughs> really? You were in a mall? Nope. No. We I saw was. some young pictures of uh, Scott and Emily today. Mm-hmm. Emily called me from a mall to wish me a happy birthday once. That's true, I did. I used to call him every birthday. I only call Emily when there's a podcast and he needs to be taken <laughs> offline immediately. <laughs> uh, I'm there for both of you in that sense. Thank you very much. That might be the first time we've ever talked on the phone. I think so. <laughs> it was an emergency. No, it might have been, there might have been a fall feast conversation where we were discussing oh, menu. Oh, definitely. I think. But Maybe we can bring back the fall feast. Let's hope if the vaccines get out. <laughs> no. Can we just take a look out the window right now? It's very white out there. It, it looks... Uh, well, I if you look at the street, it's not really plowed. Okay. Hope I'm you guys are okay. To you guys can sleep over tonight. Yikes. <laughs> okay. Um, we might have to edit that out. I don't know what you're implying. Don't get a lot of yikes in this house. Um, anyway, should we take a break before we start uh, uh, dog leg? I, yeah, if you guys want to take a break, um, I'm just, I could talk about the Britney doc all I day. Know. There's a lot. Hmm. We might we might revisit it. I'm glad in the you next, guys enjoyed it. Yeah. I, watched I it didn't before enjoy it. Was, it. Well, you did, though. Wait a minute. Are you about to tell me that you watched it before it was a thing? Before, no. <laughs> okay. Before it was assigned, I'm sorry. Could you see Scott as being like a paparazzi guy? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Jesus. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We um, could do 20 minutes on those fucking assholes, ugh. though. I think Jesus. we need to- How they're 99% men? Shocking. Well, they are, um, obviously. Yeah. Imagine a female paparazzi. There was one I saw, because I was about to go on a full-on- anti-man tirade and then i saw the one female i was like oh that ruined my, my plan but jesus ta- the way they talk about it all Horrible. and then like like they act like they're their friends yeah and, uh, what meanwhile they're trying to get 50 grand a picture 
Yeah, it's fucking tough, man. I, I don't. That it's guy was so clueless. But uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick bake, break, bake, bake. We're gonna go smoke some weed. We'll be right back. We're back. We're back. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. Thank you. Uh, you never heard this song before? Nope. It's uh, Third Eye Blind. Is it really? Yeah. It's my wow. favorite song by them. I don't like them that much, but... Is this pre or post, Semi-Charm Life? Post. Huh. It's called uh, Anything. It's the first track off of the record called... Uh, Blue. The Blue Record. <laughs> the Blue Record. Um, yeah, I thought this was a great song. It was the first single. And I'm like, oh. this is not... You're trying to get uh, Third Eye Blind fans. This is not what they're into. It's just like straight up punk rock. But That's how you get new fans, though. Yeah. That's true. Like me. So we talked about Britney. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're, we wish her the best. We do. Um, uh, uh, that thing's going to stick with me for a while. I hope... Yeah. Uh, worst case scenario is that she does get free and then she starts like a reality show wouldn't that be that, a nightmare that would be a nightmare yes <laughs> don't speak that into existence <laughs> I, i'm trying not to uh her instagram is very concerning i've uh, never looked at it well like her fans would be like if you're in trouble wear yellow and she would do it yeah so that's that, that's that that's scary we got to talk about dog leg that's a good segue <laughs> is that why you get paid the big bucks for this <laughs> that's true that that is definitely why i get paid the big bucks um, so, right. so dog leg. Now, automatically, wait, well, you, you go first. No, no, no. Nope. Yours is better. No, I was going to say, was it hard for you to listen to a band that was named <laughs> after an animal? All right. Yours wasn't better, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> um, now I actually, me and Scott both should say that you've been killing it on social media lately. Are, are you having fun doing I wouldn't doing say that? killing it, but. Scott, <laughs> is she killing it? She's doing a good job. Are you having fun I doing uh, it? Haven't started on Twitter yet. Um, yeah, like I said, it's been a good distraction from my world at the moment, so mm-hmm. it's been okay. Uh, you the got- band responded to me, so that was great. <laughs> but with a really weird. Uh- <laughs> no, I mean, I I put out the request for dogs, and they sent me the dogs. So did you like at them? No, no. So how would they know you follow? Were you following them? I followed them, and then I put up the post in our feed for okay. that we're we're talking about the album no. so they forgive, and i tagged uh, them in that for, okay forgive Scott, my ignorance but what do you if mean? you get You're, tagged do you still they get you get a notification yeah so but it, they're a pretty big band so they're getting a ton of notifications i imagine i would think but i think they're a medium band yeah i don't know the following i think is like in the the under ten thousand for instagram i can tell you yeah, I, I think i thought it was like 87 we need to i think we're gonna try to get them to maybe Re, regram this episode. That'd be that'd be huge. <laughs> I am not good at asking for things like that, so I'll leave I've that in your hands. Your work on social—it's it, been really good. I mean, you're engaging, you're topical. Thanks. I mean, I was posting pictures of planes flying into the World 7, Trade Center. <laughs> seven thousand, really? Yeah. I have a fantasy. Can I tell you my fantasy? Do you want to tell me your? Fantasy? I do. <laughs> I, I'm a struggling musician. 
doing the best I can. Yep. I release an album and Pitchfork reviews it above an eight and I get famous. <laughs> like so that, they're just, they're living your dream. Yeah, they are. So like, I'm kind of surprised that they're not, I mean. I know Pitchfork has an audience, but not everyone is a disciple to everything that they love. When I was on uh, Stand By Your Band this week, we talked at length about Pitchfork. And yes, you did. They reciprocate. Like it was, it was mutual. It was mutual. Like we talked about how. Yeah, it just grosses me out. <laughs> we talked about how like we're easily influenced by Pitchfork. We hate the fact that we how are. you like something until you go on and see it has a negative review and then you don't like it anymore. They agreed with me. <laughs> I, I mean, they did. I'm glad you have a little like <laughs> camp going of people that are so easily influenced. Well. To hear this type of music reviewed on Pitchfork is pretty cool. Yeah. And to get a 8.6. Can you confirm that? 8.6? I'm it pretty was 8. sure. 8.6, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah. that's crazy high. I think, wasn't uh, Folklore 8.6 as well? I was don't think so. I know um, Evermore was like 7.9. Look it up, Emily. Okay. So Dogleg from Michigan. <laughs> I'd like, you're doing your best to fill in the dead silence. This uh, <laughs> this album, Melee, was recorded in the singer's basement or his house, eight. wherever Folklore he has. Folklore got an eight. Okay. Wherever he has his studio in his house. But it was recorded at home after they signed with Three City Records or something. They're Three on Strike. Triple Crown Triple right Crown. now. Triple Crown. I like the fake names you just came <laughs> up with. Three City Records. <laughs> you know when you live in you live in Boston and there's Quincy and then <laughs> Melrose. They call that the Three Cities. <laughs> Did you see where they got the name of the band from? I'm, I don't know. No? Oh, okay. Was it buried in your backyard? <laughs> yeah, a little dark. Okay. <laughs> uh, quote, the greatest band to ever come from Michigan, Bear vs. Shark. I, I love that band. Do you? Un- yes. So they have a song called Broken Dog Leg. Huh. So You should throw that on later. Bear vs. Shark was a band they talked about on Stand By Your Band a few weeks ago, and I commented on it. And... Uh, that I'm my mind's a little bit blown right now. Yeah, I've never part, heard them, nor I. But they're part of the uh, Michigan trifecta, most hardcore scene. Let's play a little Bear versus Shark. Uh, I've seen the movie Eagle versus Shark, and I like it a lot. I haven't. Jermaine, what's his Clement? last name? Clement. Yeah. Oh no, he's one of the co-stars. Might have written it as well. So this track is called Catamaran by Bear versus Shark. Uh, one of my favorite songs ever. I'm a little nervous playing songs for you because you're just like, oh, another Bombay Bicycle Club. No, it's, no, I don't want to give off that vibe. That makes me sad. It's definitely not Bombay Bicycle Club. No. I would say this is a very epic driving, though. So, under the fans also like ATDI is three, yeah. so... Post-punk, Fugazi. Are you a Fugazi fan? Not really, but I'm not not. I just never really got into them. Scott? Not applicable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. We should do a Fugazi episode. We should. We need to talk about that, too. I need to listen to them. Too. I haven't. Yeah. Um, I'm, my mind is still blown because, like, Bear vs. Shark, they've been broken up for, like, 10 years. So, oh, really? Yeah. So they're a big influence on That'd be, like, my fantasy band. Where I would just be like, yeah, we're called uh, a lot of fantasies know. for you tonight. It'd be like if we were influenced by Caven, and then 
I was in an interview. I'd be like, where, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I do have a fantasy about having that 8.0 on uh, 8.0 on Pitchfork. I like how it's a, almost a reasonable fantasy. Are you an aspiring musician? Like, do you play an instrument? Is this a thing that you? He doesn't want a nine six. No, almost. No. He wants an 8.0. No, it's I want. No, it'd be like the podcast. Like they do a special Pitchfork, like okay. podcast edition, and like yes, this podcast gets an 8.0 best podcast. And I'm we just got like, a long way to go. And, and I have to like the people bring it up to me they're like what was it like to get that and i'm like i don't know i mean I, like you know like we're doing our thing and like i always I'm thought i'm just having fun yeah like i thought it was like a unique subject <laughs> and uh it, we, we've just blown up I, I don't know it's like that pitchfork bump you really like thought about this pitchfork they really influenced me <laughs> they definitely did for better or worse <laughs> if they'd given me a bad review i'd have to stop the podcast my second podcast <laughs> gets like a 6.9 and i'm like Oof, ah tough. fuck tough um so Back to dog leg. <laughs> I like how Scott has taken hosting duties. <laughs> Somebody needs to. Steering duties. Let's yeah. go. Co- co-pilot. He's the captain. 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 No, thank you. <laughs> Regular Captain Phillips over here. <laughs> um, so when Scott would the- watch... Uh, so we talked about earlier. My favorite Sc- thing is when Scott laughs so hard. He has to put the microphone <laughs> so Scott, away from this me. This is like a, so Scott loved the Britney Spears video. Maybe one more time. A regular Tom Spanks. <laughs> what? Tom Spanks. I know. Because Hanks, Phillips. we get it. We get uh-huh. it. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Can we play some uh, Kawasaki backflip? Absolutely. Right, we this, have to. This is the opening track off the album. We did play this earlier, but. I have a lot of questions about this band that I want to ask you. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a great opening riff. Oh, it's, yeah. it's insane. Now... We, the kind of music we listen to now, like I said, I'm a big Haim head. Haim mm-hmm. head. Is it Haim head or Haim head? Haim. What is the time? Mm-hmm. So, Haim. Haim. <laughs> like, this is just straight up punk rock. It's a little bit harder than that. It is. Do you think that's just because of the production or it legitimately is like more aggressive? No, I think it's, it's more aggressive. More, I think I, it's. No. I don't think it's more aggressive. It's a different kind of aggressive. Can you put yourself... It's more rock, less punk. I agree with that. I, that's a great way to put it. If I heard this in high school, I would have been like, these are my guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're definitely high school vibes all over the place. High school vibes for us. Do you still listen to music like this nowadays? No. Mm-hmm. But I do listen to music from my high school years now. Like, I revisit it. Okay. But Scott, I don't know if I've heard anything to new. 1940s. Yeah. Like but a, also like, you know, like, I'm trying to think of a comparable band. What do you mean 1940s? Like Hot Rod Circuit or like. That is a, wow, what a great comparison. They were yeah. like yeah, a they, less. They, they were popping in my head through this. You yeah. listen to Hot Rod Circuit? Just, just through you. Hot Rod Socket. Hot Rod Socket. You, I didn't know you'd l- listen to Hot Rod Circuit. Your songs. Okay. You don't trust me or, or believe me, <laughs> but. Well, Radio. It's a great song. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. Actually, let's play it because it actually is a pretty pretty good comp. But we talked about this at the beginning of the episode where like this is a 
it sounds like it would fit right in that time period. Definitely. Hot Water Music, Promise Ring. Yeah, um, it's really weird to say this was released uh, one year ago in 2020. Yeah, but it works. I mean, this is pretty similar. Yeah, a little bit more uh, aggressive vocals. Dogleg, I don't know the singer's name, I'm sorry. Um, screams a little bit more. I think more. his name is Bowser. <laughs> He's a dog. I I didn't like the joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's funny that like a band like this, like it's a revival band. I mean, to get it that... It seems that way. To get that, that sort of like mainstream buzz and to be like a throwback punk group. Where is the buzz coming from? So they played it. A lot of shows at some metal fest thing they have. It, it plays at one of the fraternities at some college. I don't know. Jeez. What is that specific enough? Yeah. <laughs> is that specific enough for Yeah, you? they played at a fraternity for a college. Like Sigma Phi. I don't know what oh my college God. it's at. But uh, they played there and got pretty well known. And then the next year they got invited to South by Southwest. They played down there. And that's where they got noticed by... <laughs> third tri-town <laughs> records and then they signed the deal and then they had most of the album already written when they signed the deal here's a here's something to think about what what's the name of their record label for real i don't remember triple crown okay where are they from i don't know you said detroit oh, right who the label no the band yeah michigan who won the triple crown miguel cabrera look at that it's all coming full circle all right i just thought of that Emily, Emily, my head. Emily's new favorite segment. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's called Read My Brain, where I come up with a thought. I do not to... want to read your brain. Sorry to tell you. Let's <laughs> let that lie. That's literally the meanest thing anyone's ever said to me. I don't want to read your brain. I don't want to read anybody's brain. Oh, now you're backtracking. No, I'm not. I'm serious. Never wanted to be a mind reader. <laughs> it's never a fantasy of mine. Hmm. Um, other well, superpowers, yes. Mind reading, not for me. You don't want to get like... Best new reissue on Pitchfork for mind reading abilities. <laughs> no, I always wanted the superpower to be able to stop time, so I could sleep in in the morning. That was <laughs> that's all you're gonna do with it. Yeah, just go, to like, bed, just go to bed earlier. Need some more time to complete that essay. Oh, yeah, that was, that was uh, small out of this wonder world. out of this world. Yeah, okay. I get mixed up with small wonder. Scott, what's your favorite superhero power? <laughs> I don't know. I I like. Uh, I would like to be able. To, you know what's funny? You, have you seen Back to the Future? Yes, I have. How about part two? Yes. So he gets the sports almanac, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wouldn't you think that if he was placing bets, like the lines would change and he wouldn't be able to like, and the book was also you would think, that thick. Look, look, when we're talking about time travel stories, there's a lot of plot holes that you just have to ignore and just absorb them for the sake of the story. So he, have you seen it? Not really. He had the sports almanac, which had every result for like- Was it 2000? Sports Almanac. But how much was he betting on, on each contest? He became uh, a millionaire. Biff. Biff. Biff Tannen. <laughs> yeah. He ran Hilldale. Okay. Uh, Hill it takes Valley. a lot of money to move a line. The book was this thick, and it was supposed to be like 100 years of bets. <laughs> and he was winning all his bets. You yeah. would have to switch bookies. Okay. Like I said, you just there are things you have to accept when you're talking about time travel. Yeah. Fiction. I mean, it's one of my favorite movies. I'll probably watch it tonight later. But. It's a great movie. Um, it has some problems again, as most of those movies do. But anyway, back to Dogleg. Um, <laughs> I think we need to come up with like a rating for these records we listen to. Okay, like a rating system. What do you think about that, Scott? How much energy each one generates? 
What? Oh, so Just that's so we what I was going to say. Again? So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the live shows, they sound like they're amazing. So if someone saw them live and was offering them a record deal off of that, like I think that's where a lot of their hype came from. I don't know where they were performing live last year. Nowhere because of a pandemic. Right. But they were, did they become a band in 2016? Is that when their first EP was um, released? Let me look it up. It was around then. So between 2016 and 2020 or 2019 when they were It signed. was all just local stuff in the yeah. mid- Midwest. But they like created this whole buzz on their own just from their their performances. Like the guys doing cartwheels on stage, one-handed cartwheels. <laughs> Did either of you watch this video? I read about it. I didn't see it. It's impressive. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, this is their first full length and they've had a couple of e- EPs. What was that name of that track that I sent you that was the cover? Uh, Worst party a, ever. It was a different name from the original. Yeah. Is it called Road Trip? Road Trip was. fucking banger but the original is called holy water and it's a lot different oh i like a cover that changes it completely i like all covers but i like a cover that it's like well we talked about that when i was on stand by your band um we talked about julian baker who is a basically a solo artist she did uh accident prone by jawbreaker and her version is just it's not the same yeah that's when covers are the best, when they're mm-hmm. not the same. But there are also some tribute covers that do sound similar. That we need good, a but covers episode. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Under the covers with the podcasts. <laughs> and it's just us in my bed just poking out. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of covers, the cover of this album, can we talk about it? Let me. This is a picture of the guys in the band with the cover. But... If I was a braver person, I would message this band back on Instagram and ask them who the artist is. Because I, I want to buy this print. I love this this album cover. I love the artwork. I love this style of artistry, if you will. Yeah, that's really... It's a picture of a dog and a chair, <laughs> in case anyone's wondering. Yeah, but I love that kind of line drawing. It's, it's right up my it, alley. It's such a throwback to me. I, I don't know. It reminds me of... Uh, I mean, you... You were pretty active in like the local music scene. These guys would have killed it back then. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's crazy that bands are still making this kind of music, especially now post-COVID. This is the first I've heard of anything like this. Yeah, I was gonna say for like a new band. Yeah, yeah. we haven't we haven't listened to anything like this on the podcast, Mm-mm. which is good. Um, and me and Scott's relationship it does not involve this type of music. No. We're usually because like because it just I don't know feels reductive to what we've listened to before in general. So I think it's hard to give new stuff like this a chance. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, when I was, you need on, the right push, like you said. Like you tell me to listen to it, I'm out. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm, like what? What is my comp? Like I can't even think of one. I'm not going to say at the drive-in. I'm not going to say. Uh, you might say Hot Rod Circuit, but that's not going to like pique your interest. It's true. So I don't know. Yeah. Did you, did you have any other favorite tracks? Yeah, some of my favorites were Hotlines. If you want to play that. Yeah, let's uh I felt like Hotlines took a turn. The album kind of took a turn and it went into more of like a 
a callback where like the lead singer was saying something and then a background singer would chime in and I really like that. Well, the, the first two tracks are like have the same intro. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. The first few songs kind of sounded similar to me. It's a good fucking song though. Yeah. I feel like it's 2005 when I hear this. It feels yeah, good. 2003, even. Let's go back further. Got an eye roll for that one, just so the listeners well, know. Well, you talked about Pew, Pew, Pew. Sure. Remember 12 Cent? I do. Uh, my buddy Pete, who was the lead singer and songwriter. You were friends with Pete? Pete Chase from 12 Cent. Am I thinking of the same guy? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, he, he lives in San Diego right now. He's been out there for uh, 10 years or so. Uh, He's in a band now. They opened for them. Oh, yeah? Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. He's still playing music. Yeah. He, 40. Um, okay. Is he also known as Krusty Pete? <laughs> yes. Okay. I know this guy, too. We've never talked about this. He worked at Roach. Yeah. Okay. He's a good dude. I, I talked to him a couple of years ago. All right. You saw 12 Cent play, right? Yeah. He was actually a really good dude. He. Uh, yeah, super friendly. Yeah. They were um, way more friendly than he should have been. Krusty Pete, if you're listening... Hello. Why don't we play a little 12 Cent, <laughs> and we got to kind of wrap this one up. I if feel you guys... like we've barely talked about them, but they did get um, compared to At The Drive-In, and also, ugh, I hate the name of this band. Uh-oh. Big Clit Energy? <laughs> <laughs> and you will know us by The Trail of the Dead. We t- I talked, about, talked about them about last night. I know. Night. That's yeah, why I thought um, it was kind of prescient that you were... They also referenced Japan Droids. Have yeah. you heard them, Emily? No, I've heard of them, but never heard I them. I like Japan Droids a lot. Okay. I'm this is stunning have, to me. I also have some of the worst experiences of my life being driving home with our friend Jim. I thought you were going to say you had some bad experiences being Japanese. Japan droids. I, really I'm, scary stuff. But the Al- uh, Celebration Rock is a great record. Do you like Japan droids? I've never listened to them. I've only heard um, of them. I do, but they're kind of gimmicky almost. It's two guys. Um, they are. It's kind of like the rock version of Glass Animals. Okay. Uh, can you see the comparison between them and Dogleg? Musically, I can. Vocally, I don't see it. Yeah, there's uh, less uh, emotion. Yeah. Wow, we just went through. We just had a bunch of stuff. We're covering things. Um, let's start with Trail of Dead. Uh, so, ATDI and Trail of Dead are, bo- are both from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um Trail of Dead, they had a record called Source Codes and Tags. Got a perfect 10 on Pitchfork. Wow. It's not, it was very controversial. I don't see it framed. <laughs> wow. Anywhere. Oh my God. Kemba. Is that your first like, official joke of the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I it think it's, good, it's definitely your it. first official roast. <laughs> I mean, geez. Um, but where did you read that comparison? Pitchfork. Yeah, Jesus it in, Christ! It was in the review. <laughs> they, okay, I didn't. Yeah. I actually didn't read the review. You just I, see the score. And then I see the turn score. The I start planning the tattoo. The tracks for you. Uh, oh my! God. <laughs> Andrew knows about the Trail of the Dead. Tell me what you think about that band name. It's terrible. I said it last night. So there's a the opening ellipses fucking kills me. <laughs> there's a band on the show Gilmore Girls, which I talk about maybe every other episode. The show, not this band. 
and the band is Hep Alien. But before they became that, they're trying to figure out the name of their band. Mm-hmm. And the lead singer really wants to be called Follow Us to the Edge of the Desert. That's a good name. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's a mouthful. And it yeah. reminds me of And You Will Know Us by the Trail of the Dead. And I can't help but wonder if they were like poking fun at that band. Probably. All right. I don't want to veer off into another tangent because we have to wrap it up because okay. we need to make this very listenable. Another comp I had was Alexis on Fire. What do you think? I don't know them. So I don't know Oof. if this will mean anything to you, but like the crunchiness of the guitars, yeah, that's what I'm thinking when I think of Alexis on Fire. But the vocals aren't there at all. So I'm going to play a little bit of a Trail of Dead song just so you can hear what they sound like. Could okay. we go out on 44 caliber love letter? Absolutely. A while. Hey, fuck you, hey, man. Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Looked right at me when you said that. <laughs> This is Trailer Dead. That's okay. for the brain. <laughs> These guys are a pleasant. They're they're a good band. Yeah. They just got fucked by Pitchfork by having that ten. Well, they have a horrible name too. It, it it's a bad name. Is that why you don't want a ten from Pitchfork? <laughs> yeah, I don't want. Uh, I'm getting it from both you guys tonight. I I love it though. <laughs> Um, I'm almost just going to defend my fantasy. I like it going more depth. Um, <laughs> so they have a song here called uh, War Turtle. Do you know what a War Turtle is? Is it a turtle? It's a Pokemon. It's named yeah. after a Pokemon. Did you get all the video game no. stuff? I didn't either, but the, the Pitchfork review made it sound like it was so obvious. Yeah, I didn't pay that much attention to the lyrics. I read them and I didn't get any yeah. video game vibes not like Ozma where it was blatant yeah, yeah. video game stuff uh oh what's this one Pat this is War Turtle. okay I like this one so there's 13 uncredited vocalists ooh that's here, interesting which is interesting yeah friends of the band and it's all the call and response stuff I think it's the entire Tigers starting nine in the bullpen okay <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to come up with a rating system yeah I think that uh, it's definitely a good idea just so we can something we can tell people hey check this band out I, I would give them I would give dog like uh, curious what your rating is going to be I'm sorry. I'm curious what your metric is going to be. I don't know. We have to talk about that. It's tough because you have to put everything in context. So like, listen to this band if you like bands like Hot Water Music. Well, I hate ratings. I know. I know. But uh, do you prefer a five point or a ten point system? I, I want to do a hundred. <laughs> well, you can if you do a ten with the points. Okay. That's Pitchfork though. We can't I know. steal their idea. You want to do five to the thousandth place? It needs to be unique. It needs to fit the cast. All right. We don't have to do we'll this We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. So I did do one. The uh, final line of the Pitchfork review, I did not think it was actually accurate, but I did like the way it sounded. Hit me. It was, Dogleg aspires to nothing short of breaking the first law of thermodynamics, creating energy where none previously existed. It's a great line. Is this an Ian Cohen review? I don't know. I don't remember who wrote it. But there was a lot of line. There were a lot of lines like that. Ian Cohen is like because he loved just coming up with that shit. He's like my age. He's a very good writer, but he all, he's the go-to emo guy. Okay. 
a lot of music I listened to I found yes, through Ian him. Cohen, okay, good so job, Pat. Wow. Ian Co- and he also <laughs> reviewed the reissue of ATDI that I okay. talked about on the other podcast. Um, so, like, it's pretty purple, I guess. Purple prose, is it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's a it's a great line. Yeah, I mean, you can go with it. To say that energy never existed is ridiculous. I mean, I've been to Michigan. The energy is bubbling under the surface. I you don't understand what he was trying to say. Thermodynamics. <laughs> I feel like you haven't been been paying attention to your three body problem lessons. It's complicated. It is, but just energy comes from something. Okay, so he's saying. They are creating energy from nothing, uh, which is the first impossible. law. Of ther- yeah. Okay. All right. Not that there's no energy in Michigan. That is not what he's okay, saying. Okay. That's how I. That's how I took it. Um, I, yeah, I didn't. All get you that Wolverines deep fans out there, <laughs> it's at Patrick McDonough. No, d- but no, it's not. <laughs> that's not at Tugsy Loads. <laughs> I'm, I, I did not plug that on the cast last night. Smart. No. Oh yeah. I, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about the next episode? We haven't really decided, but we can kind of hash it out a little bit. And sure. So next week, we're going to be listening to the band Yuck. I think the album is also called Yuck. Okay. Is that correct? Uh, yes, self-titled. Um, they just broke up. Sab. Ten years, they were a band. So I think this was the album, their first album from ten years ago? Yes. Okay, so that's what we'll be doing. And then I added, we'll also watch Nomadland. I watched it today. Okay. So we'll talk about it All next right. week. It's on Hulu? Yes. Yep. So Nomadland on Hulu. Very well regarded movie. Yep. Featuring Francis McDormand. Yeah. Mc- right? McNormand. We're going to say it however I want. Wow. No. Thank Why don't you, you just say like hey, Ethan Cohen's wife? Is it? It is. Yeah. It's weird. Well, thanks everybody for listening. I think this. I think we did it today. I think we had a good episode. Did something. We did something. So, uh, something good. Yeah. So... Uh, I guess we'll have to plug on the Instagram where you can find me at. And I'm also going to be in another podcast in a couple weeks. Stoked about that. Thank <laughs> um, you. I, well, I'm spreading the gospel. But, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys in, uh, in a week. Have a good one. Fare thee well. From the movie? It's also a well-known saying oh, okay. and All right. song. <laughs> All right. Bye. Take us out, Alexis. Alexis.